A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Gary Ashton is where you can go for your dream address without the stress. Find the intel that you require to sell your home for more at GaryAshton.com. Brimac Mechanical where you get satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, B-R-Y-M-A-K, brymac.com. The DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code A to Z Sports is how you can get in on all the action, and you will be glad that you do so, whether you're betting on Major League Baseball, the NFL, college football, and now the NBA, which I'll tell you more about later on in the show. And, of course, our friends at Two Rivers Ford, the best car dealership in the state, of Tennessee. The best in the business is Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what's the latest in East Tennessee? Well, for those of you who haven't necessarily been following the news regarding the Vols, um, Harrison Bailey has put out on social media his intent to transfer from the program. So I I, kind of want to look at this from a different angle, right? Because Harrison Bailey hasn't factored into the success or the failure, depending on how you want to look at the Vols season to this point. Harrison Bailey hasn't factored in for the University of Tennessee whatsoever this season and really didn't during the course of his career. Now, that's not all his fault. And uh, certainly he had the opportunity to earn the starting job under Josh Heupel and was uh, was unable to do so. And it's just about the type of quarterback that Heupel likes to run his offense and lack of mobility, as in the case of Harrison Bailey, is a pretty difficult thing to overcome. So he's going to transfer and he is going to uh and he is going to probably find some place where he can do pretty well. It's not like he is not a talented player. This is a former four-star recruit, of course. So for the purposes of Harrison Bailey, um and the statement that he put out and I'll read it read it to you here in just a second. Um there is going to be greener pastures. He's going to find places that he can succeed. And in this particular situation, he just doesn't fit here at the University of Tennessee. Well, I say here, but in East Tennessee, in Knoxville, any longer. So he'll go on and he'll uh, find another program to take a uh, shot on him. Matthew Hewitt says, I'm curious if we could get Spencer Rattler as a transfer. Uh, wouldn't that be interesting? Um, given that he is uh, his time at Oklahoma is done and he is the hell out of there based on his prospects as one of the more draftable quarterbacks at the start of the year and seeing how that has since spiraled. But I want to kind of focus on Josh Heupel and his how much you trust his instincts regarding the quarterback position because Jeff Rubel, our uh, resident Ohio State fan, and Ohio State making a push for the playoffs after kind of faltering at the start of the season to Oregon, now looking stronger than ever. Um, Jeff Rubel, a comment that I will not read about Joe Milton, but he says, the Vols' future is effed, basically. Now, it's, I mean, it could be so. We have no way of knowing that. I don't know how, Jeff, you could say that definitively. But Harrison Bailey transferring out does not necessarily mean that they are effed by any stretch of the imagination. So let's start here, and let's start with the person who is tasked with evaluating the quarterback position. Let's start with Josh Heupel and your level of trust in his ability to evaluate the quarterback position. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you trust Josh Heupel's quarterback instincts? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
and on Twitch. We will discuss this topic at length. You will also hear from Josh Heupel on the matter um, right after we get your response in whichever comment section you choose to utilize. So, so a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you trust Josh Heupel's quarterback instinct? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll discuss it together. Your Two Rivers Ford take right after I remind you why you should be checking out Two Rivers Ford. In Mount Juliet is where you can find them, Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business when it comes to the car buying experience. They pride themselves on being focused first and foremost on you as the customer. No pressure when you go out and consider them for your future business because their sales staff is non-commissioned, meaning they don't put any pressure on you to buy a car because they're getting a paycheck whether they sell you a car or not. They also have things like the Built for You program, which allows you to pick any Ford model, any color, any customizable accessories, and have the vehicle that you want built exclusively for you and delivered right to your door if you don't find the exact car you want on the lot when you head out just east of Nashville International Airport to pay them a visit. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, the best in the business, or start your window shopping online at tworiversford.com. So um, let's get into Josh Heupel and your trust in him to evaluate the quarterback position. Uh, Charles Hardaway says trust or track record rather speaks for itself. And that is something that Josh Heupel is renowned for, right? We've seen him, uh, we've seen him have success, varying degrees of success in different stops with the quarterback position and specifically with offense. Um, but I would say that, you know, to start the season, the solution was right in front of him, and instead he opted for Joe Milton, which decidedly, as we talked about, was not the solution. So you can grade on a curve that way. I think that's a fair criticism, just to kind of put out there for to not to not influence your opinion, but also to provide that perspective, right? He may be good, but he's not perfect, as was evidenced by the starting quarterback at the start of the year. Charles Hardaway gives him an eight as far as trust is concerned. Craig Bailey We'll go with a zero. Maybe Craig is related to Harrison Bailey and feels strongly about uh, his like third cousin twice. I'm kidding, Craig. I have no idea if that's the case. Although that would be funny if you were related to Harrison Bailey. And if you would like to volunteer that information, we would welcome it gladly. Uh, Ed is for UT on YouTube says he's sitting at a nine. He's very confident in the head coach's ability to evaluate the quarterback position. So what I'll say to you is I'm, I'm going to grade it on a scale of he didn't make the right choice to start the season. And that's okay because he landed on the correct choice after um, it was more pressed upon him. And you saw how many opportunities that Joe Milton was going to miss as a starting quarterback in this particular offense. So Josh Heupel was talking about Hendon Hooker this week, who obviously is now the ball starting quarterback and will hopefully have time to regain some of his health as they sit in the middle of their bye week at present. This is Josh Heupel when talking about Hendon Hooker as the ball starting quarterback as we sit here today. Yeah, like all of the guys on our current roster, watched you know who was here, um, a, a small sample size with Hendon, had watched some of, of what he had done at, at Virginia Tech. Um, I, I think you know for Hendon, he's a great example of, of a guy that comes in, buys into a culture, has some maturity, has grown into a really good football uh, leader inside of our locker room, but his consistency and his habits every single day. And then what we're doing offensively, being able to put him in a position is why he's playing at a much higher level than he previously had. Uh, I think it speaks to, to Hendon, and I think it speaks to um, what we're able to do offensively and put the quarterback in a, in a good position to be successful. 
So that's Josh Heupel speaking earlier this week about his particular quarterback situation. And the question is, how much do you trust him um, as far as that's concerned? I think that he's earned a fair amount of trust across the board from Vols fans. And it's just the first season. It's not even through the first season. So there's plenty of time, say, they come out of the bye week and collapse against Kentucky. Will you still hold him in that high of a regard? The answer is probably not. But you have seen him do some good things and create offense around the quarterbacks that he has, even if the quarterback at the start of the season wasn't able to execute what was just provided, laid out on a platter in front of him. And again, I don't mean to sound overly critical of Joe Milton. I just think that it was clear and obvious to everybody his deficiencies, even as he came in uh, from Michigan. Jeff Rubel gives him a six. Uh, he says, I don't know anyone who he has evaluated and then recruited. And that's a fair criticism as, criticism as well. We've seen him do it with guys who were proven commodities or you know, were largely considered proven commodities coming out of high school. But can he do it on his own, whether it be through his recruiting process and then further into his own development process? That, I think, remains to be seen. So I think that's a, a fair gauge on uh, the trust level at this point with uh, with Josh Heupel. I'll give you my answer here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA is DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is the best in the business, and they know that the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code A2ZSports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. So what is your trust level on a scale of one to 10 with the Vols head coach right now when it comes to his quarterback instincts? Um, from my perspective, and really just getting acquainted with Josh Heupel now. I knew a little bit. I knew that he was uh, that he was at Oklahoma for a time. I knew that he was the coach who took over for Scott Frost. I didn't think much of the job that he did at UCF after Scott Frost left. And I would say it's a fair, uh, a fair statement to say, yeah, those were a lot of Frost's recruits and that Heupel kind of underwhelmed with them after the fact. Now, maybe you could say that the argument is that they weren't his recruits and um, but he had the opportunity to recruit and did not, did not necessarily overwhelm you with his prowess while in Florida, which should be one of the easier states to recruit given the amount of talent that's around you. Um, but what I'll say to you is that for the purposes of Josh Heupel, I, I'd give him a seven, I, just, just based off Tennessee alone at this point, because that's all that matters to me right now. You know, you have, you have track records, you have history and you also have the ability to learn from previous stops. And I think that Josh Heupel, so far, it's early, but he has proven to be capable in regards to this. He identified that Harrison Bailey wasn't going to be the right fit for the quarterback situation, so much so 
that Harrison Bailey now finds himself transferring. And I told you guys that I would read that particular transfer statement to you. And in fact, I will do that um, courtesy of his Twitter account earlier this afternoon. So this is what Harrison Bailey writes. Dear Tennessee, thank you for allowing me to pursue my academic and athletic career here at this prestigious university. I would like to thank everybody that has helped me develop into the person I am today on and off the field. To my brothers, I love you guys. We made a lifetime of memories over the last few years. Thank you for always supporting me through thick and thin. It's with a heavy heart I would like to announce that I will be entering my name into the transfer portal and exploring other opportunities. So that came out um, about five hours ago. In fact, just under um, five hours ago, at or just over rather five hours ago at eight or three thirty Central Time. Now currently eight thirty-two Central Time as we do the primetime show live. So. From that standpoint, um, you look at Harrison Bailey and you understand that Josh Heupel came in very quickly and said, yeah, this he may be a talented player, but he's not the right player to fit our offensive system and really couldn't even sniff the field. Um, so then you bring in Joe Milton because you're not necessarily satisfied with your options. You know the situation that happened with Caden Salter. Uh, you understand that Harrison Bailey wasn't going to factor into this particular picture. You looked at Brian Maurer, who has some ability, but what was too erratic, I think, for what they wanted to do for the consistency level that they need at that position. And then it comes down to Hendon Hooker, the transfer from Virginia Tech, who Josh Heupel is familiar with and who he did recruit while at UCF. Um, from that standpoint, I look at this and say, he went with Joe Milton at the start of the season because they were overwhelmed with Joe Milton's potential. Potential is what Joe Milton has a ton of. Efficiency and refinement is something that Joe Milton has precious little of. And you thought or you hoped that might bear itself out or it might clean itself up as things progressed and turned out that wasn't in fact the case. So then they made the switch to Hendon Hooker and the offense has flourished as a result. So, you know, for for coming in and kind of looking at the quarterback room and it being made less complex, uh, less complex for him by the fact that Salter was uh, was not going to be able to continue with the team for his off the field issues, uh, and you know whether you consider Pot a legit off the field issue, the the you know the fact remains that you can't get caught with it as a college student, certainly in a state where it's illegal like the state of Tennessee. Um, but from that standpoint, you know he came in and he evaluated his options. He decided they weren't good enough. He brought in another guy. He tried the other guy. It didn't work out. And they found uh, they found a, a a I don't want to call him a gem because Hendon Hooker is not overwhelmingly great, but he is good enough to make this thing work. So from that standpoint, I think that I'm comfortable with giving Josh Heupel a seven in terms of a scale of one to ten as far as my trust in his quarterback instincts. I know what's happened in the past. I know that there's room for improvement, and so far I like what I've seen as far as improvement just during his time, the course of his time at the university of Tennessee. Um, Stacy Madden says off topic, but I'd really like to know what's the beef that Titan upload has with a to Z. I love both camps. I, I don't know what Titans. And I, I mean this respectfully. I don't, I don't want to sound dismissive or anything like that, but I have no idea what Titans Titans upload is. I've never, I've never, is that, a, is that an outlet? Is that a, uh, is that a social media? But what no, you're, you'll have to expand on that for. And I clearly have no, no part in it. So I imagine that's something to do with Austin and Zach. And not with me, which makes no sense why you'd be asking me, Stacey, uh, when I have no, you know, I have, I mean, 
I, I suppose I could have seen what happened on the morning show, but normally when Austin and Zach are doing their thing, I'm prepping my radio show. So don't always have uh, I, I catch some of it, but not all the time. Um, so yeah, you'll have to fill me in on what beef exists between uh, this upload situation and Austin and Zach. I have uh, I have little, I have zero information or zero knowledge of what you're referencing in that regard. Um, so look at what he inherited. He has taken a team that no one gave a chance, says Frank Maples, talking about Josh Heupel, and got him to buy into his philosophy. We went toe-to-toe with Bama until our lack of depth got the better of us. And again, there's positives to be taken. And I understand that, you know, nobody's interested in moral victories. You, you shouldn't be publicly interested in moral victories. The fact is that you lost the game and that you um, got blown out in the final 19 minutes by a margin of 28 to seven things snowballed and, and and that's okay right like it's not okay but for where they are right now it's okay and I I don't mean to I don't mean to say hey participation trophy like good job boys you gave them hell no matter what the final score because they didn't even cover right so from that standpoint they they did fail at Tuscaloosa but you saw some positive signs of life. It was a ridiculous stat that I saw uh, saw come out of that game on uh, on Saturday night that nobody in the last nine years has led Alabama by seven points or more for, for the first quarter. Nobody has been able to get a touchdown lead out on Alabama and keep it for, uh, for 15 minutes or uh, for what I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to show how uh, how confused I get between college and pro, given that I cover NFL games on a regular basis. Is it 12-minute quarters or 15-minute quarters in college? Why am I blanking on this right now? I want to say that it's 15, but that's I know that's the case in the NFL. And why am I thinking that's not the same in college football? Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering that off the top of my head. This is something that I very I know that I know, but I'm I'm in real time. I'm I'm having a bit of a brain fart. I feel I feel like it's 15, right? Yeah, it's 15. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm overthinking things. Um, but as far as that's concerned, yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot of positives to be taken from Josh Heupel's first year so far as we just kind of assess and reflect during the bye week at this point. 12 is high school. Thank you, Dom. I, I appreciate that. Um, it is, it is for UT screaming 50. Okay. I get it. Everybody 15. My bad. I just had a brain fart moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> You guys are very, very quick to jump on my neck about that, but I appreciate you providing me the context. Um, so from that standpoint, I I do trust. Uh, I do trust Josh Heupel at this point until such time as he uh, as he shows otherwise to be the case. 14 and a half, says Derek Rose. All right, Derek, smart ass. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys being willing to have some fun with me. All right, so let's talk about uh, Josh Heupel himself, and let's kind of you know, take a thousand foot view of the Tennessee program at this point through, what is it? Eight weeks of college football. No, I guess it would be now we're in technically week nine, even though the Vols will not play. So through eight games that they have played, how would you grade Josh Heupel's performance as the head coach? Let, uh, let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll hear from the head coach once again, momentarily, uh, right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business and will get you in your comfort zone. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Love 
our friends at Brian McMechanical, uh, Mechanical, Miss Sherry, Chris Hamby, the best in the business, a family-owned business at BrianMac.com. So uh, how would you grade Josh Heupel through these eight games that we have to kind of evaluate where he's at? He, I mean, there's, it's entirely possible that the Vols go, what, seven and five this year? And everybody's looking at that as a, as a great success. Now, uh, for a program as proud as Tennessee, you would say, yeah, that's largely disappointing. They should be, they should aspire to more than seven and five, right? Or really more to more than six or uh, to better than six games, which is where we kind of all, where a lot of the football power index and things of this nature, where they were kind of projected to be in Josh Heupel's first year. So how would you grade it through these eight games now in week nine and the Vols currently sitting on their bye? Um, e, for example, says uh, Lewis Chesney. He says anchor down. So Lewis is trolling us. Jeff Sawyer says a B minus. Billy Jones gives him a B. Um, I would grade it as a C plus. Has made some interesting decisions. Uh, you know, I think that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty unbiased opinion. You know, um, and I would say, I would say as far as that goes, I I, I need to see better. What, what I like about Josh Heupel and his staff is that it's clear and obvious to all of us that they have a plan and that they have a way that they have put a plan in place. They have uh, they have coached how to execute the plan, and then it's incumbent upon the players to execute the plan that the coaching staff has put into place. Now, there's been varying levels of execution, and this is not to say that the coaches are blameless for how things have gone because I do think the biggest area that I need Josh Heupel to improve in, if I'm a Vols fan, is his play calling decisions on money downs, third and fourth down. I need to see Josh Heupel go for it on fourth and one. I don't care how much you're struggling to run the ball against uh, against Alabama in that game, or how banged up your uh, uh, or how banged up your um, offensive line is, or your running back, or obviously Hendon Hooker struggling through injuries, so that limited limited him in the running game as well. I don't care. I need to see Josh Heupel go for it on fourth and one in Tuscaloosa in, I think at that point it was a, it was a 10 point game. If I recall correctly before the 19 minute uh, 28 to seven spiral uh, and downfall of the university of Tennessee and Tuscaloosa this most recent time. So from that standpoint, I need to see him make better decisions on third and fourth down in game coaching could stand to improve. Now we'll see. I, I think that comes with experience. These are a lot more hostile environments than Josh Heupel has probably played in throughout the course of his career. In the SEC, he's in a, a much bigger, badder, and tougher league with much more passionate fan bases, as we'll talk about at the end of the show, as you see on your graphic there. Um, but I would say to you, ultimately, that Josh Heupel, i probably look at him and give him a, I would say a C plus. I would say a C plus is... is is good. I would say C plus is optimistic. I'm, I'm sure some people may grade on a on a uh, not a on a steeper uh, on a steeper curve, but a more flat curve given the amount of, of adversity that he was kind of up against. Things like you know the lack of complete, the just complete and utter lack of depth on this roster right now. Because remember how many players just straight up left the University of Tennessee after Jeremy Pruitt was fired for cause back in January. Josh, you've been around the game for a bit as a player and now as a coach. I know you never want to make excuses, but with the depth situation you all have as a team, I know it kind of is what it is, but have you experienced something sort of like this before where it's 
sort of this thin in some spots? For sure, this is the thinnest football team, just based off the of numbers uh, that uh, you know I've been involved with as a coach or as a player. At the end of the day, there's no asterisk next to the season, right? Uh, our players and our coaches, uh, you know, it is what it is, and you're either good enough or you're not when you walk off the field on Saturday. Um, I love competing with this group. Uh, they're going to compete extremely hard. We continue to grow that way. Um, <clears throat> there's some things that we got to clean up that we can control that will help us play more efficiently at times. You know, it, it can be looked at as an excuse, but it is a legitimate excuse at this point. Josh Heupel doesn't have a lot of depth to work with. I mean, you see how quickly things turn for the offensive line because of the way that they, that unit has experienced attrition. You probably could have done a lot better as far as your inside linebacking core is concerned had Henry Toto Toto not gone to Alabama and certainly was smoking a cigar uh, on the sideline after that game on Saturday in Tuscaloosa. I would say that there's a lot uh, that there's a lot of good to take away from Josh Heupel, and that's why I give him a plus. You know, if C is average, then I think he's slightly above average at this point, and I think that there's a lot more that he has to prove at this point. I, I I'm confident in what Josh Heupel is. I just need to see more before I give him a, a grade higher than than slightly above average at this point. Because he does need to recruit better. Um, he does need to make better game, in-game decisions. Not, not. I mean, there are moments where you can pinpoint, and nobody's going to make perfect decisions, but you, you, he could stand to improve on his in-game coaching decisions, particularly on those money downs, as we talk about third and fourth down. Um, when it comes down to when it comes down to things like depth, there's nothing that he could have really done about that situation. He's working with one hand tied behind his back. And for that, I do I do cut him some slack on that uh, from that standpoint. But again, I do look at the quarterback evaluation, which is reported and uh, allegedly, and, uh, I, and I don't I don't when I say allegedly, I don't mean to sound dismissive about it. But Joe Milton was not better than Hendon Hooker, and yet Joe Milton started games that were infinitely winnable, uh, particularly against Pittsburgh, and a game that would have made you feel a hell of a lot better about the Vols at this point if they were rolling. Uh, through their schedule, and even if they even if they have suffered losses to superior SEC opponents, like for example Alabama, you could have lived with a lot of that if you had found ways to be pit. Now, if if you beat Kentucky, your season uh, your season becomes an outright success because if you don't beat Kentucky, Kentucky could potentially go eleven and one, which I cannot allow as a Indiana graduate uh, graduate and an Indiana alumni. It would make me very sad to know that both Kentucky's football and basketball team are better than my basketball team. The only sport or the only team that I still care about, like a fan, my Indiana Hoosiers basketball. So again, improvement in game coaching on critical downs and recruiting, I think needs to do better. Recruiting of course, is how you help yourself with the depth and how, how he takes advantage of the transfer portal in future years to come. It's been a big part of Dan Mullen's success. Now you would look at Dan Mullen right now and say that Florida's not having success, but there's no question that Dan Mullen, for where he lacked on the recruiting trail, was able to supplement some talent by bringing, by utilizing the transfer portal to his advantage. Josh Heupel needs to be adept when it comes to that as well, if he's not going to kill it as far as recruiting is concerned. Now, a lot of this could change as we as we kind of see what exciting uh, what uh, what Josh Heupel does to excite recruits and how his staff does on the trail, and then there's also 
as Jeff points out, the NCAA sanctions, which we at this point are eight games to the season and still have no idea what those potentially could mean. So I'd give him a C plus at this point. It's a lot to deal with. And I think he's hand, handling it just slightly above average, which is a credit to him because that's uh that's pretty impressive. It's certainly more than Jeremy Pruitt could do. Um, and we don't even, Butch Jones, you know, varying levels of success and uh, we don't have to get started on Derek Dooley because that was just an outright failure from failure from start to finish. But let's put put behind us the University of Tennessee for the week because they will not play on Saturday. Balls fans can have a reprieve from the stresses that come with the Tennessee game at this point. Um, and you can enjoy college football without any rooting interest. We will uh, we will talk about who is the best or the most fanatical fan base, or maybe I should just say it in more simple terms. Who's the craziest fan base in the SEC? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Tennessee is certainly up there. The uh, the Vol Twitter is a toxic and terrifying place. I try not to cross them uh, just because of what they will, uh, what, what kind of hor- horrific things that Vol Twitter is comfortable saying to you and Vol Facebook isn't much better. But what's the craziest SEC fan base? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, of the Nashville Predators. We got a big win last night. And of A to Z Sports Primetime. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. And if you are in the market to sell your home, maximize your profit margin with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Nobody has better intel. Nobody has more knowledge on the best properties, some not even on the market just yet, than the Gary Ashton team. So give them a look at GaryAshton.com. Tell them we sent you. Gary is a good friend. He'll make sure, him and his team will make sure that you get set up right, no matter what your real estate needs require at GaryAshton.com. So what's the craziest SEC fan base? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, Jeff says craziest is in good crazy or crazy is in dumb, dumb and stupid. Uh, I mean, you could go either way, Jeff. I don't think crazy discriminates that way. Uh, Sean Gill says solid question. Yes, Sean. But in order for it to be a solid question, you'd have to provide me with an answer, which you have not done. So, um, I mean, you had an Auburn fan kill a tree. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, what was it? They put a scam Newton Jersey on bear Bryant. I just got too much Bama in me. Paul roll. Damn. What was uh, what was my guy's name? Oh my god, I remember watching that happen because I think I don't I think that was before Feinbaum was on the SEC network uh, or a part of the ESPN. I think he was still I think he was still local in Birmingham at that point. <laughs> but it is it is uh, the 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 Auburn uh, the the guy who killed the is it Tumors Trees or Tumors Quarter? Um, that dude was insane. And in fact, did jail time as a result. Uh, Tennessee says Billy Jones, LSU, especially at night. Jeff Rubel agrees that LSU is probably up there. Ole Miss says Jeff Sawyer. Ah, Ole Miss fans aren't crazy. Um, they're just, you know, they're entitled. <laughs> they're pompous. I know a lot of Ole Miss fans. Um, uh, crazy, I don't think describes Ole Miss. Uh, Tennessee, we got a 250000 fine for pelting Kiffin with garbage, says Frank Maples. Yeah, and honestly, it would have been worse if you won. I'm honestly glad Tennessee didn't beat Lane Kiffin because then they would have stormed the field. And, uh, and Tennessee is a borderline militant fan base 
at this point. So if they'd have won, I would have legitimately feared for Lane Kiffin and and the uh, and the Ole Miss football player safety. That would not have been a good situation. So I think we avoided disaster. Uh, I think we avoided disaster by the Vols actually losing that game. Um, but for me, you know, I've never been to Death Valley, but I hear that it's one of the craziest places on earth. And as, as one of you brought up earlier, particularly at night. Um, but what I saw from their post-game reaction show made me laugh out loud. And I don't know whether the producer who tweeted this out got in trouble for what happened to him. But what made me laugh out loud from this weekend was the LSU post-game show on 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. You said they're not as good a shape. Why is that? Because they... Don't get the strength and conditioning coach is doing a lousy job. All right. Yes. Jesus yes. H. Christ, Go, man. Two bits, four bits. Five a whole damn dollar. bunch of them. You got oh, four things left to go. Jesus I love you. Man. Love you, Hetty. Yeah. Bound and term to give me damn a damn right. heart attack. Why don't you just get a, a group of student assistants damn to go right, coach Joey. the next four games? Because then, then it'll be better. Stop it. For you to compare hospice care to... Football is the worst freaking thing you could ever do. And you ought to be a freaking shame to yourself for doing it. Hey, let me tell you. Oh, good, buddy. Let me tell you something, okay? You know what? Damn you. Because I've been involved with three. All right. Okay. You won Napier. You won Napier. Nate, Bill, I love you. Hanny, he can't come from Lafayette. Speaking of English, I'm not pushing Napier. You, you don't. Hey, your problem no, is you don't know, listen. I know what your problem, your problem is. is you don't listen. No, you're what we you, do? you You say twelve I'm times a show. Charlie, finger. I gotta I'm ask you a question, and you ear. don't answer. You don't listen to my answer. I'm gonna put your drawers you in a crack. Your ass. Listen. You don't listen. You said you'd be okay with it. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I wanna. It's kind of a long clip, but I kind of want to watch it again because it's so insane the way these guys lose their minds. They're talking shit to the callers. They're talking shit to each other. They're talking shit about the LSU football program. These guys are nuts. I, you know what? We're gonna ha- we're gonna watch it again because the guys saying okay, okay at the end of it makes me laugh out loud. This is courtesy of 104.5 in Baton Rouge. You said they're not as good a shape. Why is that? Because they, Don't get the strength and conditioning coach is doing a lousy job. All right. Yes. Jesus yes. H. Christ, Go, man. Two bits, four bits. Five a whole damn dollar. bunch of them. You got oh, four things left to go. Jesus. I love you. Love you, Hetty. Yeah. Bound and term to give me damn a damn right. heart attack. Why don't you just get a, a group of student assistants damn to go right, coach Joey. the next four games? Because then, then it'll you. be better. Stop it. For you to compare hospice care to football is the worst freaking thing you could ever do. And you ought to be a freaking shame to yourself for doing it. Hey, That's let me tell you. Oh, good, buddy. Let me tell you something, okay? You know what? Damn you. Because I've been involved with you three. All right, okay. Napier, you want Napier, Nate, Bill, I love you. Hanny, he can't come from Lafayette. Speaking to of English, I'm not pushing Napier. You, you, 
You don't. Hey, your you problem know what? is you, you don't know, listen. I know what your, your problem, problem is. is you don't listen. No, you're you, 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 you say twelve I'm times a show. Charlie, I gotta I'm ask you a question. And you ear. don't answer. You don't listen to my answer. I'm gonna put your drawers you in a crack of your ass. Listen. You don't listen. You said you'd be okay with it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I I could watch that. 20 times over on a loop and it would not get old. LSU fans are batshit crazy. And that is just one example of it. Again, courtesy of 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. That's their post-game reaction show. <laughs> after, who did LSU lose to this weekend? I know they, they just keep taking L after L after L. Um, who did LSU lose to this weekend? I should probably know this off the top of my head. I know Ole Miss was last weekend, if I recall correctly so i'm gonna have to look up the lsu tigers schedule in real time but my god can you imagine that being uh oh no did they uh okay so they have oh this was the old miss loss that they okay so this was this past weekend when they lost to old miss and uh in the ed orgeron not revenge game and they will of course have to go to alabama uh what next weekend because they are also lsu is on a bye so Man, I uh, I speak in English. I'm not pushing Napier is laugh out loud funny at all of it. Just I want to know how they compared hospice care in the LSU football program or how they compared the LSU football program to hospice care. I'm dying to know. We need a Titans fan show like that, says Angel uh, Ibarra on Facebook. Well, you have it. It's Austin and Zach in the morning, basically, um, even though they both. Are, well, Zach is actually a Buccaneers fan, and Austin is desperately trying to fight the perception that he's an outright Titans fan. So maybe we don't necessarily have something like that because I know the uh, the post game radio show that that uh, Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan and Kevin Dyson do on on the station that I do my radio show for 104.5 here in Nashville. Uh, I know it doesn't quite get that animated. They don't argue with each other. Quite like that, or with the callers. Now, if I did a post game reaction show, I would probably be screaming at callers like that because I don't know. In fact, I may, I may play for you a clip for why you need to be listening to my radio show because I had an interaction like that today that I'm telling you was as cringeworthy as anything I've ever witnessed in my life. We have we did not plan this, but this is how I'm going to end this, and this is how I'm going to tease tease you guys. If you're not already listening to my radio show, you need to do it. Because it's not quite as good as what we just what we all just watched, but it's pretty damn good if I say so myself. So I'm gonna uh, produ- I'm gonna have producer Reed uh, ha- help me with this on the fly, and we're gonna show you guys what you're missing out if you're not listening to the radio show from ten to one on 104.5 The Zone. Um, this was an interaction. We do something on Wednesdays called the dumbest thing in sports this week. And the dumbest thing in sports this week for me this week was Shannon Sharp calling Harold Landry Greg and thinking that he was a free agent acquisition as opposed to uh, as opposed to a draft pick of the Tennessee Titans from 2018. And no, his name is not Greg. His name is Harold Landry. And what happened on my radio show today is the dumbest thing in sports turned into an all out brawl. Uh, between between my callers and I got I we're, we're fortunate to get a lot of callers on the radio show and this particular instance is exactly why I love when they call us. My dumbest thing in sports kind of want to piggyback off you. These darn Titan fans. 
we didn't win the Super Bowl. There is no parade coming. You beat the Bills and the Chiefs. We'll beat dude. You got beat by the Jets, who just took a spanking, 54 to what? By, the, by Mac Jones. Calm down, people. Calm down. You still got 10 more games to go. Let's get it together. Hey, Darrington, stay right there because RJ and Phoenix has called back. He's on the line. All right, go get him, RJ. Your team is two and five. <laughs> Your quarterback is down and out. He hurt his pinky. DK Metcalf is nowhere near the receiver AJ Brown is. He runs whoa, straight. Whoa, 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 whoa. He got, whoa, he got whoa, green whoa, whoa. hair. He got pink hair. You got the two chip. You called three HL thinking we wasn't gonna find you. We listen to all the shows, man. It's a family. You can't run. You can't hide. You're not gonna make the playoff. Your quarterback don't want to be there no more. He rather be with his wife. You feel me? It's over with for you, man. You didn't leave Seattle to go smoke in Cali. You didn't take chemo. I'm calling y'all. You're a liar and a coward. You ain't had no breast cancer. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Too much. Too much. That got personal really quick. Sorry, RJ. Darrington. Sorry, Darren. Darrington's still there. That was not cool. Okay. You get some minutes. I'll see you in Twitter. (laughs) That got... That got a lot more vicious than I yeah, wanted it to. Go. We wanted to have fun with that. Damn it, RJ. <laughs> a little too far. <laughs> that was too much. Oh, man. I appreciate him keeping it clean, though. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, that, that that turned toxic really, really quick. I was not wanting it to go that direction. The dumbest thing in sports just occurred. You put two <laughs> callers on at the same time. Now, Buck, I understand I've got the mic presence of a man who went to ITT Technical Institute, but... <laughs> Just you're learning on the fly, and it's kind of adorable with the two of you, but you basically just turned into that group party who said, no, bring your pets over. It'll be fun. The dogs will get along, and then they're killing each other in the living room, and you're wondering where this went wrong. I think you've learned your lesson. Just don't try that again. (laughs) I want to do it every day. Thank you for the call, Lebowski. Hey, rack them. Oh, my God. You know what? He's right. We are the dumbest thing in sports this week. We'll continue to take your calls on this coming up next. It was, uh, it, listen, it may have been an experiment, and I want to do it every day. Stick that right in my I regret neck. nothing. <laughs> this just took, this took the cake for me as the dumbest thing in sports. Oh, my God. Who went from talking about sports to calling the man a liar, and he's faking this and faking When did Buck Rasmussen turn into the Jerry Springer show? Goodness (laughs) gracious. I almost lost it there, man. Hey, hey, man, I get there. He calls in. He's passionate. Passionate stupid, but he's passionate. (laughs) Hey, man, let's keep it it sports, people. Let's keep it sports. But I got to say, it was entertaining, but that was pretty damn dumb. All right, fellas. Thank you, Chris. Entertaining but dumb. I think that's our sweet spot. Do you know how how much I aspire to be the Jerry Springer of Sports Talk Radio? That is the highest honor. I would die, one. I would die to have Jerry's bank account. He's got he's got some new show by the way. It's like Judge Jerry. He wears a wig. It's I I want I want that so badly. It's like Maury Povich. Maury Povich who goes from like super respected journalist and son of Shirley Povich who is among sports writers one of the most heralded and acclaimed sports writers in the history of our profession. And now Maury is hosting the Maury Povich show where it's, you are not the father. (laughs) It's so good. I would die to be the Jerry Springer of sports talk radio. It's all I've ever wanted, frankly. And as, as, as I'm speaking that into existence somewhere, a piece of my mother's soul has just died.
That's what it's like on my radio show from 10 to 1. So if you guys ever want to hang out and be like that LSU fan uh, post-game reaction show, you can do it. We have that ability. It's one of my favorite It's one of my favorite things about doing live radio is the callers are out of their minds. But with that being said, we will bid you guys adieu. We'll let you get back to the World Series. Game two underway. Uh, looks like the, the Braves are trying to make a little bit of a push at it. Currently down. Five to two in the bottom of the sixth, and Houston currently on uh, or at bat. So we'll see how this plays out, and we'll talk about it tomorrow on the radio show. And if not, I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night for one last A to Z Sports Prime Time at 8 p.m. Central Time or there.